Greetings Padawans and welcome to the archives. Here to unlock this holocron, here's the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. And don't forget about Juder Fred and everyone's favourite rebel, MJ. Goddamn 40 shell. Back in 1947. Whenever you're ready, Fred. Yeah, alright. 3, 2, 1. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Archives Podcast. Uh, today we've got a special guest with us, Van Seal. What up, Van Seal? What up, Van Seal? What up? Oh, Van Seal. Good to have you here. We also um, got the Jawa was back. The Jawa yes, was back. We seen it. You ain't gotta hide it, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got you know we got Drew, we got MJ, we got Tico, and your boy Fred, of course. You know, we're just talking about Star Wars as always. You know, and uh, today is actually gonna be a very, very interesting episode. Uh, just a little, little uh, precursor. I did not see the new episode of Ahsoka, but um. I am cool with everyone talking about it because I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Just, you know, I didn't have any time to watch over the weekend, so. Cool. Sure so it is. Gotta get yeah. that money. And a grand theme of today's podcast is going to be Star Wars TV series. And we're going to kick off with talking about our favorite live action shows i know van seal's new here so van seal what is your favorite live action star wars show oh boy that's a good question uh favorite live action star wars tv show i'm trying to think of what's the one i've rewatched the most because that's probably my favorite um ba -ba 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 -ba. yikes everything else running through my head is all animated um <laughs> i think I think, uh, uh, let's see. I think the Mandalorian. I think I think the Mandalorian, and specifically, I would say Mando season two. Oh, bro! If you were about to say favorite. three, oh, three does not three. <laughs> no. If I can get that time back from my life and use it for something more productive, I would somehow. Facts. Please. Facts. But Mando season two, I think, I think is the the one I've rewatched the most. So yeah, it's probably my favorite surprisingly like mando's a show i really haven't rewatched that often you know it's weird it's weird i think because three put just such a sour taste in my mouth for the entire entity but i i do remember rewatching oh, season one and it was i love season one yeah love yeah, season yeah season. for sure I know that feel as well, by the way, when like you, you, you like a show, but then there's that one season that's like, oh, if I gotta rewatch it, I gotta rewatch this season too. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, you know, I feel, I feel you there. It's like friends when they bring in all the boyfriends that are ugly as shit to date the hot girls. <laughs> and it's like, why am I watching this show still? And that's how Banda was when they brought Lizzo onto the screen. I just didn't want to watch it no more. It, it's so funny because I didn't mind Jack Black. I was like, okay, it's a cameo. I get it. Jack Black is fine. You know, he's he's trending right now because of the Mario movie. So I was like, I get it. And you know, I thought I thought he played a fun character. I thought he he had a fun take on an ex Imperial because he was all jolly and almost looked like yeah. the Santa Claus you'd see at the mall. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Lizzo, I was like, 
I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know who Lizzo was until I saw that episode. Oh, you lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you <fucking> lucky. <laughs> I was like, but, but I was like, did my research, I was like, damn, what the hell? Just the entire, it's not just the Lizzo thing, I just like making jokes about it, because now she's a piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. just, Big. and so is the season as a whole. Season as a whole is. I started rewatching the because i've been sick and i still am very sick so if i sound like kermit the frog listeners that's why but i started rewatching mandalorian season three and i'm just going through it and it's like there's plot holes that they never went back to like bo katan's pissed off that mando's bothering her and then she dropped this line of let's get rid of this guy once and for all and that's when Mando was caught by like the General Grievous cyborg thingy on Mandalore. And they never revisited that tension. If anything, they only added more tension, but like romantic tension with those two. So it was just weird. And uh, I will always, if you throw it in a pot and you boil it down, it always circles back to why the fuck is Grogu there? He didn't need to be there. He added nothing to this season. At all, he was just yeah, and it pissed me off. We got IG twelve. We got IG twelve. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes. We got five minutes. <laughs> so talking about the Mando like Bo Katan thing, like there was one line that like I literally almost did a spit take when I was watching because I thought it was so awful and so funny, and I was like, "Damn, Mando's game sucks." Yeah. So it's like that, in that same episode where they're walking through the mines and they're just talking, and he's asking about like Bo Katan's past, and she's like, "No." Oh, I, she's she's what did he say? He said something like, "I I wish I I wish I knew your father." He sounds like a great man, and she's like, "Oh, like he died," and then he like pauses. And then she says, this is the way. And I'm just like, <laughs> good job, buddy. Oh, Bro thought his riz was cold that day. I was like, nice. But yeah, yeah no, the, whole season as a, the season as a whole, like the, I would say my biggest pet peeve of season three is probably, I feel like there was a lot of like writing fallacies that they did. And the one thing, because I thought the first episode was like, the first episode I think is actually the best because it's like it's a good introduction to the series. It's a good reintroduction to the characters and what the show's about. I was like, it was fine. They played it safe and it was fine. The second episode was my when I had problems is because at the end of season two, they're like, okay, you have to go to the mines and take a bath, and you know, this is this is your quest for Bring the me back some okay. bath water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some Bokatan bath water. Judah would be all over that. <laughs> <laughs> that is your quest for the next season. It's like, okay, we have the uh, we have the objective, we have the mission. This is the journey, and the next season is going to be, you know, how we get there. The dude completes his task in like sixty minutes, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like now what? You know, it's kind of like when you when you get a homework assignment that's doing like two months, and you do it like the next night, and you're like, now what do I do? Yeah. And I feel like the writers just had no idea what to do because they're like, well, he did the thing. But we still have like six or seven more episodes we have to write for, so we're just like, um, filler? Like, <laughs> Lizzo. Send her Lizzo? Yeah, send in Lizzo. That's how it felt, too. It felt like, it honestly felt like, uh, my takeaway and my immediate reaction after the finale was okay, so we're back to where we started. Mando's got Grogu. Fucking hate. 
I hate the kid. Din Grogu. Yeah, Din Grogu. He, he did, did his nothing. name. They change his name every season. It's like he he did nothing wrong. Leave him out of this. He, yeah. Bullshit. He picked a fucking tunic chainmail chain <laughs> over a fucking lightsaber. He's the only person in history that would ever take that. Except for like the goofy LARP guys, I feel like they might be really down for that chainmail. But bro, he like. Hey, bro. I mean, he isn't a baby, baby. You know, he is fifty. If that yeah. does count, he's he's got some kind man. of. And then he got taxes. that Mandalorian like shield, and that had nothing to do with the plot of the story. Yeah, he got that chest plate. Never got shot in the chest. Nope. <laughs> Not yet. No. And Not yet. The the precipice. Well, he did with the paintballs, I guess. Technically, when they were training. Yeah. True. True. But the precipice and what it all boiled down to was Grogu. Arms stretched out like a pastor preaching, doing the Canaan with the fire, and he didn't have to die, but Canaan had to die. You know, it's just bullshit, double standards, just to save a kid. You know, because he's the Yoda. It's because Canaan wasn't fifty yet. He couldn't. He couldn't save himself. He was only a Jedi. <laughs> once, you're, once you're fifty, then you're moral to fire. And lastly, they brought back. A villain that had already been beaten. They said that they, he was going to get executed. And the, uh, it's all over the place, too, man. The My clones! Ostracizing man. of Cara Dune. And then just writing her off by saying, Oh, she's deployed here. Like, okay. Just yeah. don't mention her. Just don't mention her. And then IG-12. That was Buckwild. I know. I, that's that, yes. that is that's a staple for MJ right there. I could see why MJ would enjoy <laughs> IG12, bro. So, so here I want to question, ask you guys this question because this is something I never understood. Mm -hmm. So, it, and this is something the first episode that made like no sense to me. I was like, like, wait, wait a minute, how's this gonna work? So, you know, he has his Ed One Starfighter, and he the reason mm -hmm. he goes to get IG is like he wants to rebuild them because he's gonna explore Mandalore. I'm yeah. like, he needs, he needs, he needs a guide. He needs a droid. He's the only droid he trusts. And I'm like, looking at his ship, I'm just like, is he gonna strap him on the wing? Like, <laughs> where is he supposed to fit? You have a, you have a perfectly good like astromech pod, which he ended up using, yep. um, with R4. But I was like, where was your plan for IG11? Like, are you just gonna strap some rockets to his legs? He's gonna like follow you around in space. Like, how was that supposed to work? Um. That's a very good point. I don't. I don't think they thought it through. I don't think they thought it through. I don't think Mando thought it through, bro. Honestly, yeah. it's just, that ship's dope as hell. I mean, you probably can't mod that bitch anymore. That thing was going like it, zero. And I liked the N one. I liked the N one, but I liked his Razor Crest because it was like it was like his Falcon. It was his home where he can like sleep. It was original. Yeah, and you can bring people on. There's room. So, like, when he's sleeping, yeah. he's just, like, literally sleeping at the wheel now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> and they, they, they really destroyed that just to sell a Lego, bro. That's nuts. I know. They sold it just to... That's nuts. And they wow, blew it right? up in, for no reason. It had nothing to do with the show. Because well, it's, my, it's my, not my like, opinion. oh, let's get on Slave One. Slave One's parked in the back. Like they, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have nothing. They just took a fucking shuttle. 
my biggest peeve for the whole show was literally the whole controversy with the dark saber mando passing it to off to bogatan bogatan now having it after we <laughs> thought mando was going to go on this long journey and become like the first man or not the first but like another mandalorian jedi like person right and then yep. just here comes gideon just... <laughs> <laughs> all Elder. your hopes and dreams yeah all your how hopes did and dreams she not, shattered how did she not shatter all of her bones in her hand like she was holding the dark saber when he crushed it right yep and the dark saber was crushed it's made of best star he used the force how was his how were her fingers <laughs> how was her hand not turned into a flower after that i mean she's just built different like you, you see her I got... You see her punching, <laughs> bro. She literally punched what's dude's name like Fox or Wolf or whatever his name is. The other like the bad guy Mandalorian that they set up that really wasn't a bad guy the whole time. She punched him in the chest, full Beskar. Like and he just wore that shit, and she didn't even she, she didn't even throw nothing into it either. There's just there's too much inconsistencies with the Mandalorian, and. Man, season three just like season two was literally peak. Like you brought in Luke motherfucking Skywalker to send it off, and yep. you, you season three was just uh, off I felt the disrespected. Rails. Yeah, I felt I felt violated because like they did like the little um the Looney Tunes exit, you know, the <laughs> outro on the mythosaur. Like, if he just literally winked at you, I was throwing my remote at my TV, dude. There, there was no way saving my TV. Like, if the mythosaur literally winked, it was over. Like, the show had really so much it. hype. Yeah. It had so much hype. And it made a... The other thing I don't appreciate about what happened in Book of Boba Fett is that it happened in Book of Boba Fett. Like, you have to watch Book of Boba Fett to know why Grogu is back with Mando in season three. Yeah, that was dumb. And that's just, like, that's not how shows really work because people watch, all right, I'm going to binge watch Mandalorian season one to three. And you see people like, wait, if Grogu just went with Luke, what the fuck is he doing back? And that was like the big thing, you know? Everyone was expecting Grogu to go off and be a <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> And I feel like there was just too much stuff from the higher ups. Like Grogu's a money maker. We need him in the show. Chainmail over lightsaber. Yep. When uh, season four, when he's Grogu Skywalker, dude, that's gonna oh be sick. <laughs> yeah, the new Grogu Skywalker, the child. Yeah, the chosen yes. one. The chosen Malicious. one. The chosen one is wild. No, but um. I was gonna say was when, when the Mandalorian first started season one, like I was like hyped for Baby Yoda. I was like, this is such a great idea, such a great marketing tool. I was like, good on them. Yeah. Like this is this is trending. And I was the reason I was happy was because the Mandalorian was like their flagship show. We were like, we don't know if it's gonna work. This is like brand new things. Yeah, it was original. a guinea pig. But Baby Yoda sold everybody, and I was happy for that reason. I didn't really care for the character. I was just happy that they found a tool to market Star Wars in a way that everybody would like it. And then I was like, okay, they're doing a story arc. He's gonna be in the next episode. And the, the arc is supposed to wrap up after episode three. I'm like, all right, cool. So like, you know, Mando can do his three episode story arc with Baby Yoda. And then, you know, that's arc is done. And then hopefully we never see the kid ever again. And he can, yeah. he can go back to being a bounty hunter. And then season four, episode four came around. And I was just like, oh, this is what it's gonna be like forever. And I'm like, Yep. He's baked. Damn. 
we're babysitting for and now forever. now he's his father <laughs> i mean i love the memes that came out of season three though we can't we can't even argue that the great one is when clones. The, uh, <laughs> the jurassic park uh meme one with the crocodile and the, and the birds mm -hmm. oh, my god dude it, like there's so many memes just from that yeah, one. And mandalorians i'll say mandalorians were like really cool and after season three i just think they're really dumb now i think mandalorians are just like brains were never involved with braun or no yeah. no <laughs> their brains are made the brains are made of beskar i think like it's literally like that episode where the kid the because it starts off with the alligator right and then like a giant pterodactyl cat, i'm like why don't you guys move your kids are getting taken <laughs> And then when they're trying to save that kid that gets taken from the pterodactyl, the the John Favreau character, I forget his name, but he was like, he was like, we ran out of fuel. This always happens. So I'm like, wait, this oh has happened before. <laughs> You've let this happen before. This always happens. This always, always happens. That's why you need to fly. That's why I got to fly a hybrid. You know? oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why don't you guys move? It's too expensive. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Wait, I thought you like extra fuel, dude. What's going on? Why not just yeah. fly one of the gauntlet starfighters up, kill the thing, sacrifice a kid or two, call it a day, you know? Jeez. Too much noise. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta be quiet. And then um and then when they're training, they're doing their hand to hand combat by the lake where, you know, the giant dinosaurs like to eat their people and their kids. Yeah. They're training right there. There's a scene where you have a bunch of Mandalorians just shooting into the water they're trained and i'm like this is great target practice because i guess you can't miss the water I mean, maybe you can but <laughs> they find a way. Like, what are you trying to hit or are we trying to scare away the alligators i don't know i love how bo katan referred to that clan as like oh you're from those people okay <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like those are literally the dudes out in the forest shooting guns and kissing <laughs> sisters that's what it boils down to man Especially when Mando was like, Florida. Do you remember that that uh, when they were sitting by the fire, and everyone thought that he was gonna take his helmet off and like be like, "Yo, what's up, Bo? How you doing?" I'm gonna go eat my food over here. Girls are scary. Women. No. <laughs> when she took off her helmet, I, I thought like one Mando was randomly gonna come back and be like, "Sorry, I forgot my like my napkins or I forgot my water or something like," with her helmet all off. And y'all got a fork. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna finish that? I'm kind of hungry. But Mandalorian, um, man, it's a good show. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just had a really shit season. Coming off of, and I did a video recently, like giving <laughs> grades and stuff. Mandalorian season two, I had as a perfect show. Mandalorian season yep. one, I had like a an S tier show. Still a really good show. Yeah, exactly. And then Mandalorian season three was what I estimated the worst Star Wars product to be released. And that sucks. I would have to agree. Cause I it, would have to agree. That was just dog shit, dude. With the hype that it had as well, you know, like hype matters too. Cause, yeah. And it's bound to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it will happen, you know, if you're going to roll the dice on each season, I guess you have a 50% chance whether it's loved or it's hated. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got to season three, it wasn't just like your normal, oh, it's falling off. No, it dumpstered. It 
Yeah. Terribly. But there's a season four that got confirmed, so we'll see what happens Ooh. with it. You know, I'm going <laughs> to help us back, all. Lizzo. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be. Lizzo Skywalker. I'm going to be. Lizzo? No, Lizzo's going to team with up with, with, she's going to team up with Gideon. They're gonna be a power couple. That's racist. I guarantee. So I wanted to say this earlier. I was, I was gonna say. Best car, uh, Lizzo, man. <laughs> no, You're gonna no, need no, a big furnace. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'll save some for the foundlings, dog. <laughs> Gideon returns in season four. Oh, he's got only to. In the last. Only in the last episode. They need a villain. Why not bring him back? You know. Yeah, and then they're gonna defeat him, and he's gonna be like, "We're blasting off again." <laughs> What's that show? Where the villain, oh, he never dies. Oh, mustard. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas oh. and Ferb. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. He is Dr. Yes. Doofenshmirtz. To uh, yeah. Mando's Phineas and Baby Yoda's Ferb. And then Candace well, is Bo-Katan. There you go. It's funny because um, George Lucas designed Grievous to be that villain. That, like that Saturday morning cartoon villain that always gets away, like the one that always twirls his mustache, like super, super over-exaggerated, super, ju super just like straight out of a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But it works for Grievous. Gideon, it's like he, and I don't know if it's because of the actor, but it's like, I feel like he's trying to be so serious because Giancarlo is such a great actor and he always plays these serious roles. But then like, you know, we get the stuff like, my clones, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you have you... something <laughs> yeah. I want? It was he's good. But she's great. But the Gideon character is Gus is Gus. He's still great. It's John Carlo. You just yeah, gotta write him off. He can't show up again. I'm sorry. He's going it's to It's not his fault either. Right? At least make it a clone. Yeah, and make the clone maybe even like a comic relief character. Have him just be goofier than shit. You make know. one of the clones like a little a little off yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little derpy make him like drogan make him like drogan you know oh must i heard that man oh, no you know like the flash series where like um with the flash obviously and like uh Yvonne Thon, and one of the um the dr wells is like not even like a scientist or anything he's just like a poet or something like that mm -hmm. and he's like just a comic relief character they could do that you know like he has a different personality type of clone because they did that in the Flash, and it actually worked pretty well. So, you know, someone said <laughs> that uh, I'm thinking about just comic relief characters and Jar Jar. Someone said that Gungans are just Jamaican Twi'leks, and that's kind of stuck with me, man. <laughs> that's kind of stuck with me, but MJ, you so bugging. <laughs> I'm curious, MJ, what your favorite live action show would be. Um And don't you say Bad Batch, that's animated. Shit. You got me. You got me. Um If I had to put it into how like the sh so are we talking like so like Mandalorian at seasons mm -hmm. and Book of Boba Obi Wan and or and Ahsoka all of just one season yeah uh, am I am I put accumulating all three seasons as one for it you could pick an individual season if you wanted to is it Mandalorian 
So season one of Mando, okay. I guess. Um, all right, if I had to put it, I, I, uh, this might be a hot take, I guess. But um, honestly, I think Kenobi was, as of now, because Ahsoka's not done yet, um, Kenobi was the banger for me, mm-hmm. um, simply for Darth Vader. Um, this man literally forced choked a kid, broke people's necks, yeah. fucking... <laughs> force gripped a ship even though he got played it doesn't matter he's still a goddamn pimp like the reactions that got me was kenobi for sure like i was pretty much almost out of my chair and just hyped i guess and there were some bullshit moments for sure in kenobi but really great reactions out of kenobi for sure before we even like talk about kenobi let's just pause and say no one mentioned Reva. Let's talk about the good things about Kenobi, right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about how he started uh, finding Nemo with Lance for like half the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, man. It was a lot like finding Nemo. I liked Kenobi for the lore that it brought and the world building that it had, and it just showed kind of what places were like and it showed the literal fear in people's eyes when the empire came to town you know like the inquisitors yeah yeah man the sure. and every other media they kind of make out the inquisitors to just be pussies to be little bitches mm-hmm. and i think that i don't want to say it but i i think reva was that they're not pussy because like her first interaction I, if i recall correctly she sliced she did the skywalker mean yep. sliced off uh an audience member's hand yep there's also the only quiz that actually used her lightsaber which was unfortunate and in- inquisited yeah i'm i'm just glad we still <clears throat> i'm gonna knock on wood because ahsoka's still out yep. or coming out we don't get live copters I do not want them. Yeah, no. Just you wait, bucko. Up, up in the way, Shut yeah. up, Dave Felony. Don't be too into me. I wonder why. Okay, so like, well, well, now you're talking about lightsaber copters. How come Grievous wasn't like flying all over the place? He had like four. He wasn't like had some turbulence issues, you know. <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't think it was a thing. Like I think it was invented during Rebels, and Rebels came out when no, the technology, the technology out. wasn't out. Yeah, the technology wasn't out. They were still out. Uh, yeah, and that's fair. Advancing. That's very fair. You can say that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you see how the technology crashed and burned, and that's why people like maybe that's why they didn't use it anymore because they saw a dude fucking die from it. I just want to meet the person that thought of that idea in the boardroom and was like, "This is." This is what I got in my brain. Lightsaber <laughs> copters. My, my, uh, my four-year-old drew this today. <laughs> what do you think? They can fly with laser swords. But really, it was his idea, and he just used the four-year-old story as a scapegoat in case they were like, get the fuck out. Like, no. Little little Jimmy drew this. Not me, dude. What? This is stupid. Like, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I enjoyed bits and pieces of Kenobi. I think the story was nice it kind of it added dude it added a lot of context to a new hope for me a lot because in a new hope it's kind of a continuation of the kenobi show 
because mm -hmm. Ben is literally just out there trying to save Leia again. And what it all boiled down to for me yep. watching that show or watching the movie, and I cried the first time I watched A New Hope. I had a tear from my eye because you it's a subtle reminder that you don't really think about, but Obi-Wan literally dies to save Anakin's kids. That's nuts. That's a crazy thing to wrap your mind around. And Anakin is too... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm talking about, right? When you're when you get too angry, you he's, don't think. Yeah, you he's have blinded no by his seeing red. He's yep, oblivious. He's, seeing red. he's That's ignorant. All. Yeah. Yep. Everything. All those words. Just he didn't even. But yeah, the deep thought to that is like, damn, <laughs> your master just gave your his life to save your kids. Mm-hmm. Whether dude, or not man. he's one with the force, it's what he did. Yep. And it was. It was a monumental moment. It made me think to Revenge of the Sith and why Anakin did what he did. Like, one, I don't know about you guys, but one perspective I never grasped when watching Revenge of the Sith Anakin just found out he's going to be a father. Like, he probably is uh, scared shitless. Like, he's about to have kids. He's got to make sure that they're safe and secure and they have a future. So he, I don't. It's not only that, you know. That it was the council that forbidden that yeah. whole ordeal. Yeah. Like he was, he was really scared shitless. Because now what, you know? Like it's like, <laughs> oh no, child support. Yeah. Chad, make your real quick. Yeah, I just think the one thing people forget is, yeah. like, it's not just for Padme, but it's also for his kids. Like he's about to be a father, and that's one perspective that I think it's forgotten about. And the Obi Wan show, man. There were some emotional moments there too. Like, are you are you my real father? Uh, I wish I was. <laughs> of course you do, you horny bastard. You're not my dad. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. <laughs> uh, I could be. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I I like bits and pieces. I think all the the parts with Vader are like ten out of ten. But I think um, like one thing I don't like about the Kenobi show was like, Kenobi the combat outside of the vader fight scenes because anytime kenobi like fought anybody yeah it feels very watered down like we don't want to make our hero look like he's hurting people and it's like he's got a lightsaber and he's in like the heart of like an imperial castle what else do you think he's gonna do he's not gonna blow chocolate kisses at everybody like mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have a squirt gun he has got a blaster it's like um but um, yeah, I hope if they do season two, I do hope they get somebody else. Like I think Deborah Chow, like I think she's okay, but just I don't know. I think it'd be great if they got somebody else if they did a season two. I don't know if it needs a season two, but you know, there's a lot of things in the sequels. <laughs> season one ended off perfectly, man. Like the, whatever faults the Kenobi show had, bro. Like it, it met my expectations and then some with that last episode, man. Just being yeah, Kenobi confront in and being like i'm sorry you know i failed you and then vader just like you didn't fail me bro like anakin's not even here anymore this is not anakin you're talking uh, to you're talking to vader mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy bro you know like yeah I, I feel like that's you gave me like you said it gave me a lot of insight and a new hope as to like how obi-wan was able to kind of move forward with his life watching over anakin's kids you know for sure I, yeah, I agree I did think it was kind of funny like when Obi-Wan left him and I think it's cool when he calls him Darth 
for the first time because that just shows that he's like he's accepting it you know what he's right anakin is gone like i have to accept it i'm gonna call you by your new name but i did think it was kind of funny that um i was laughing a little bit when he left him because like it kind of reminded me of that scene from uh batman begins where like batman gets set on fire and he's like alfred pick up i'm like i could totally see vader there like saying tarkin Tarkin, (laughs) (laughs) so i think my favorite thing was anakin overall Uh, this could be like uh, cringy, nerdy, whatever. Just so in Rebels, Ahsoka slashes the right side of Anakin's face or helmet, I should say, and isn't able to quote unquote bring him per se back. We get the Kenobi show, and Kenobi slashes the left side of his face and isn't able to quote unquote bring him back. Now, granted, Luke doesn't slash any part of his face but he takes off his helmet revealing his full face he himself being his son is able to bring him back into the light because mm-hmm. he's, he's his son bam You're, my baby boy yeah. <laughs> you're dead on with that one man and i do think it has to do with like because even though he's seeing half of his loved ones with his vision he's still seeing half of it with vader's vision too you know, and mm-hmm. you see at the end of Revenge of the Sith how robotic he sees bullshit, you know. He doesn't mm-hmm. see shit clear like we do. Like, bro's literally got, like, the target lock symbol for vision. <laughs> and it can't be a fun existence. So he, that constant reminder, of course, yeah. And that's that's a good, probably the best singular moment in that show was Hayden and... Ewan's conversing right there. That did it for me. Like, that was enough. They could have hit the... They could have hit the Michael Bay outro right then and there, and I would have been happy with it. (laughs) But uh, season two, if they could explore more themes, maybe get off of Tatooine a little bit more. Yeah, I guess that would be I'd like to see Luke a little bit more. I don't like how, like, Luke was just kind of, like, there. Yeah. I mean, Le- I think the actress, the little girl that played Leia, she was, like, like perfect. I thought she did such a great job. I thought she stole the show a couple episodes. I thought she was great. Except when they were... That she roasted that- Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was funny because that, that is so Carrie Fisher because Carrie Fisher has, like, no filter. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I thought that was super great how they got that. But I was like, I'd like to see more of Luke because I was like, I feel like every time we saw Luke, he was just kind of, like playing in the dirt or uh, (laughs) i mean that's that's what luke was though like he was isolated as fudge compared to what leia was leia was adopted by a senator you know senator oregano so like her name was pretty much just plastered whereas they looked at luke like you are like a womp rat they make they make luke look like chris from like family guy it's just (laughs) kind of like (laughs) yeah that's why Family Guy was perfectly casted when they did that yep. Star Wars episode, bro. <laughs> but it was, no, it was tight. And if they can add in, because they can do so much if he is just watching over Luke. You can bring Kersantin, black Kersantin, into things. You could have was a legend. some Tuscan runs in. And uh, he can get it. Head cannon for me, the Tuscan warrior chick is Reva. What? What? <laughs> imagine? Could you imagine, dude? Oh my! She walks off, oh dude. She walks God. off into the desert. <laughs> I, I, she's I, I wearing rags. Okay she's okay really good at hand-to-hand combat. 
Then she literally takes off her helmet to eat some like chicken noodle blue milk soup or whatever, bro. And it's Riva. Yeah. I would, and then and there's snorting the lizards out there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, what? like dead ass. That's like something cool. that I legitimately subscribe to. It's a good theory. It is a good theory. Because Tuscans you know? were always like, they are, they kind of gave you it. If you were aggressive, they'd kill you. But if so you, you were think chill, she buried her lightsaber and picked up the gaffy stick? Oh, for I sure. Think someone, I think somebody hit her on the back of the head and just told her, "Hey, you're a Tuscan, by the way." And she's like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." Oh, that's because she forgot how to speak. That's why. Yeah, after the concussion. <laughs> yeah. Book of Boba Two. Reva comes in as the Tuscan warrior. First episode, she takes it off. Boom. Uh, I'll be. I'll be your. Uh, they'll make it into a mafia show. She could be the heavy for Boba Fett's. Little, uh, but wait, didn't, didn't she? Didn't that whole tribe die? Yes, they all and died except, except, for, except for Warrior. Except for Warrior, and really? Re- yeah, and Reva is a god. Dying, How did we know Warrior survived? Because her body was missing. Oh, we just it implicates that. that she's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they showed every yeah, other like main Tuscan that they showed except I for like, her. I like that theory, Tebow. I really do. Reva's. Fucking Tuscan Lord. She's immortal. <laughs> so of course she would survive it. Why would she not survive it? She Just survived she got stabbed on the lightsaber. <laughs> Bro, she survived Anakin Skywalker stab and a Darth Vader stab. She's chilling. Qui-Gon stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> so Juder. Live action. What are you saying? And or what? <laughs> I'm no glad you brought that up. Fucking Jedi. Lightsabers. Ah, too many of them. Had like no action. Didn't need it. Hey man. Didn't need it. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. The dialogue was that fantastic. It was literally off the scale of a ten out of ten rating for sure. Mm-hmm. And the action that it did have was like Mid. real. No, nah, it was real. <laughs> like the the opening sequence when they're on. When they're coming out of the the Ting Ting and they got dude at gunpoint, like that's the kind of action I like. Not Obi Wan kicking away a gun, shooting some stormtroopers. That was like the it's the real stuff that I love. The prison, bro. There were so many great things about that show. Jew, what was your favorite arc in the show? When the dude dies in prison. That was strong, yeah. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, that so definitely will start dark. a prison riot. Yeah. And that, that, that episode was so relatable for me because I was watching my brothers and I was like, hey, you guys remember when we used to play The Floor is Lava? <laughs> like... That's <laughs> it! <laughs> I love that show, man. My favorite arc from that... It had to have been the prison break because the, prison break for the sure. entire time you are just so invested in it and it's so yep. real and it's just nuts how much went into that and it was really just like a three episode type beat. But that show is crazy because you get some of the, like the most wild action movie things, right? You get a bank robbery, you get a heist, you get a prison break, and then you get a fucking riot at the end. It's nuts. It's a great show. And all in between, man, the characters were insane. I loved the characters. 
because it showed it's more world building like that's a world building show in it of itself it shows you what the empire is like and it shows you what's going on and i love like looking at these live action contenders that we have mandalorian book of boba fett obi-wan kenobi andor ahsoka every single one of them is before like a little bit before or a little bit after the reign of the empire and the originals i gotta say are probably like that's my era that i love the most so the fact that it's getting so much saturation and so much juice like i really enjoy it i really enjoy it and i'd have to say andor is probably my easily my favorite as well i thought it was a perfect show because from episode one to episode 12 like was there slow moments sure but just like a good brisket you got to take your time with it you know what i mean yeah you gotta have slow moments in every tv show right like you can't just have pace 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 the whole time mm-hmm. like there has to be some story building some like you know some slow moments here and there to kind of like show us the characters like what they're about you know mm-hmm. so I think something I liked like, the most the most about the show was um like I I didn't really care too much for the first three or the last three episodes. I, I think my favorite arc was the middle of the prison. Um but I really liked just seeing Andor go to different places. So like that first episode when he's like looking for his sister, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I was getting mad Blade Runner vibes with like yeah. the aesthetics and everything. I was like, oh this show's gonna be sick. Um and then also looking more into the ISB, I thought like I thought the ISB had the perfect amount of screen time. Like they weren't overbearing, but like every minute we had of the ISB just gave us more information on like how the Empire operates. And I loved all of that because it wasn't like in your face or anything like that. But it was just enough for it's like it it's keeping you interested and like you're more invested in now Imperial officers, which we've never really had Imperial officers other than like the you know the big pitters mm-hmm. um, as like characters you want to care about you're more interested in you know it's like you're just like oh yeah they're they're a they're a lieutenant or they're a second villain or whatever but it's like the isb was like it was pretty interesting to see how just 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 to see and then obviously i think being able to see coruscant during you know the uh galactic civil war era because we we never see coruscant during episode four five or six other than yep. the uh you know special they talk about it right they talked about it i think like once or twice but we never yeah. see coruscant so being oh, able to see, i don't like, remember the scene that we uh it's like the outro right you know the celebratory victory yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's not the only time you see and you're just like mm-hmm. it's nighttime people are parting their ships like it's like all silhouettes yeah and, and yeah exactly exactly so we actually get to see coruscant which i think is really cool it's like it's the imperial capital but it's like it looks nice you know what i mean it's, it's clean looks nice like i'm like that's kind of cool and then we can see apartments and stuff like that so i thought it was like really cool like you said on world building like that that's what i liked about the show the most i agree yeah it's just world building out the ass and if it, it worked like it never felt I never felt overwhelmed watching the show and that's crazy considering how many characters they ask you to like care about um yeah it was in my estimations it's literally a perfect show it's up there with like breaking bad not just a star wars show but like shows in general i love breaking bad Bad. me and jupe been watching breaking bad for years and it's like bro it's one of the goats out there top three in my recommendations the fact that we have a guaranteed season two of Andor, same writers, same directors, same producers. You can't, you, like, you don't just, 
you don't just accidentally find gold. Like I think that there's a class that goes into it and Andor is the bar right now for Star Wars shows. And you know, it's previously it was Mando season two Andor I feel like took it not, not to another level, but just to a different level, you know, a different wing of the building because I think Mando season two is very Star Warsy. Andor is a show about Star Wars in the galaxy of Star Wars. So it's a little bit different, but I like the difference, you know? You gotta have difference. You gotta have contrast. Uh, Fred, what you saying about that? Um, I I think you're definitely right. You know, we need more than just, like JT said, oh, lightsabers here, lightsabers there, lightsabers everywhere. We need something where, like... I'm sorry, but lightsabers are the heart and soul of Star Wars. They are. Oh, agreed. But if you can have like two to three months out of the year without seeing them, that's fine. Like the the Young Hunt Star movie, man. That's pretty good. Love that movie. That movie's so fun. I love Solo. It's so fun to watch. There was at least a lightsaber. There was at least a lightsaber. Listen, in Andor, (laughs) we got a lightsaber as well in the form of a ship. And I was satisfied. <laughs> that ship was crazy. That's got to be a that's got to be we a journey guide so ship in Squiggle. Yes, sir. That would be nuts. God the one joke, the one running joke I have about Andor, I always say with uh, I say to MJ is like R.I.P. Tim with two M's. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Tim. <laughs> I was like, let's think with Star Wars. Like, if you have a random like a normal name, like they have to make it weird somehow. It's like, how did they make Tim weird? It's like, oh, the, the credits they gave him two M's. I'm like, <laughs> they gave him the Savage Savage. Uh, yeah. Treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, hmm, Savage. <laughs> yeah, you got names like Tim. You got names like Wedge. Names like Biggs, and you just got Luke. Barristaffy. <laughs> Luke. Yeah. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Qui Gon John. I'm waiting for a guy named John in Star Wars, man. Yeah. But that'll be the day. G-I-A-N. Yeah. Has two H's. G-I-A-H-N. Fred. J-A-W-N. Fred, if you had to put all your poker chips right now in one live-action TV show, what show would you put your chips in? I mean, you already know the answer, right? I love Kenobi, dude. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite joke. Like, I love the fact that episode six just kind of wrapped up everything perfectly, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I love Kenobi. It just, it, it, even the whole Finding Nemo thing, like, I can't be mad at it. And you know I am a day one Leia hater, man. Day one Leia <laughs> hater, and I still love <laughs> Seeing Qui-Gon was straight up a tear, uh, tear jerker, at least for me, honestly. Yeah. Well, <sighs> took you long enough. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> I've been calling you this whole show. Yeah, you ain't picked up my call. Master. <laughs> you just were not you ready. <laughs> so a couple months ago, me and Jute, we hop on Disney Plus and we're like, yo, you want to watch this new season of Visions, dog? Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, I like Visions. I like Visions. Bro, I really I, wish I, I really <laughs> wish Star Wars would do a Marvel's what, you know? Like, Visions is well, cool. That's kind of what Visions is, though. It, it kind of, but not in the sense of what if. It's still story-driven in the sense of uh, yeah, not in the same realm, you know? Hey, you had Boba Fun. Fett. 
you forgot your school <laughs> lunch. Yeah. Let me just interrupt your important shit. I fucking... I was off after that one. There, were, I, I, I feel like there was some good episodes in season two, but like I'm trying to remember. I feel like season two is very forgettable compared to season one. Me like, and I feel Jude, like season... I shit you not, we watched the first six episodes. We'd get like five minutes into an episode, be like, this is ass, next. This one's ass, next. Well, thankfully, most of the episodes are only five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it was terrible. I, season two, man. Even season one, I only had a couple that I actually enjoyed. Maybe I'm yeah, not. Yeah, there's en- a couple bangers and a, a couple of uh, floppers. I think for sure. Yeah, and maybe you know, it's because you know, I'm not. Probably, a, you know who probably really likes visions? People who Scream. like Japanese cartoons. Thrawn. Thrawn. <laughs> I bet he does. He's like the art. <laughs> Thrawn. Oh, that art artist. episode was fucking sick. Yeah. Was that in season two or one? Which one? Season two. See where she's like, oh, the the Sith girl. I'm a Jedi no more. Yeah, I I gotta say, out of the two like seasons, the second season with the lady with the two colored uh, staff, that was my favorite episode. That was the first she, episode. Yeah, that was my favorite. A lot of people didn't like it. I'm like, okay. So, so the one thing about visions, I I I feel like um like, and this is my take from season one and season two. I feel like they did the same thing a little bit, but like. Like, I thought the idea of Visions was so cool, because I was like, you're getting all these different huge companies that are, like, well-known for anime and, like, animation, just all kinds of stuff, and you're mm-hmm. giving them free reign to do whatever they want. And I'm in like, the that's world such... Of Star Wars. In the world of Star Wars, you would ever want in your animation. So I'm like, that, it sounds like a cool-ass idea. Mm-hmm. The only problem with it was everybody wanted to write about being a Jedi. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like every episode <laughs> was, like, the same thing. I'm like... A kid leaving their family to be a Jedi, or you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's, I feel like I'm just watching the same thing in like different, like different filters on. Which I'm like, I don't blame them because that's what everybody wants to write about. Everyone wants to write about being a Jedi, but I'm like, why don't you do something else, like something mm-hmm. a little different, but more creative esque? Well, it's not that they're not creative. Just explore it's a different just, theme. They're, yeah, they're all they're all picking the same theme. Yeah, they're all writing about uh, a Jedi doing this or a Jedi doing that. It's like our person becoming a Jedi or rediscovering their Jedi. I'm like, it's the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. Some of the episodes are completely different. Like the one episode I actually thought was kind of funny was the um, in season two was the one about the pod race or not the pod racing. There was like a I forget what it was, but it was like the it was like the claymation episode. And I thought that one was great because it was different. It was kind of funny. It included Wedge Antilles. Like Wedge Antilles was leading a school of like kids with pilots. I was like, I think I think that's kind of cool, you know. I but, ooh, um, I will say yeah. I did like the Native American episode. Yeah, two sisters. Yeah, that, that one was bad. tight. Yeah. yeah. Native American lore. I got Native in me, so it was cool to see, man. It was cool to see. Um, I got the cooler one in me. <laughs> I got Alaska Native, baby. We don't get a check like Jute does, but it is what it is. Um, if like, are you guys anime fans? I've, I'm not. I, of course, I Jude like is. is. Fucking Krillin. Jude is. I know Fred is, but like you two, because I like Dragon um, Ball Z. If there's a, sh- I feel like I don't watch anime for the sake of anime. If I, if I like, if I watch a show that's anime, I'm watching it because of the show. I'm not like, I want to go to the next anime or the next anime. I'm like, oh, like I like this yeah. show. It just happens to be 
in anime, and I'm like, it doesn't bother me. So I don't know mm -hmm. if that counts if I'm an anime fan or not. Probably not. Same. The only anime I think I would watch, and I don't even know if it's in the realm or category as anime, but Dragon Ball Z is my yeah, go-to. It's anime. You know? yeah, yeah, it's it's like one of my... I haven't even seen anything else besides that, and Dragon Ball Z is really awesome. God, MJ, you fucking weeb. Uh, <laughs> like, the thing about anime is that... It really gets pushed together as one big thing when it's really not. It's a lot of different genres, a lot of different storytelling, you know, like that that that's like one big thing that needs to be like factored in. You know, it's like when I when you say when I say I love anime, like there's a lot of anime that I would not watch because it does not interest me at all. But there's a lot that I do like as well, you know. So mm -hmm. like the same thing with, like, Star Wars, kind of, you know? Like, there's probably a couple of things in Star Wars that if I'm watching, like, I'm not watching that again. No, same. There's a lot of stuff in Star Wars that I love. Yeah. For example, like, the Resistance show, that uh, <clears throat> Young Jedi Adventures show... I watched, I watched that. that. I watched that. Yeah, I watched that too. Fucking nerds, dog. So what? I'm almost thirty watching a Disney little one, literally. And you know, the only reason matter. why I watched it was because I was like, their episodes were like three, four minutes long. I'm like, yeah. I can, I can sit through this. And it was, was like, shorter than Visions. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> it still wasn't good. And I'm like, I no, still wish I didn't watch it. But I was like, it was like I had to because it's like three minutes. I'm like. Mm -hmm. we'll click on it it was something click i put on, on when i was passing out for bed literally like i never watched the full thing like i, I was asleep in that I, I, unfortunately, I unfortunately made myself dinner and i was like i'll watch it and enjoy this i'm like mm, huh. oh, man yeah, this made, dinner was this better made my dinner, <laughs> dinner <suck>. was better <laughs> yeah dinner <pretty> was better. <laughs> um is there any of these so in the animated contenders um you guys tell me what you haven't watched. So we got Clone oh. Wars, Rebels, Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch, Visions. I, I haven't finished. I haven't finished Resistance. I haven't seen the second season. Bro, that I is still on your mind because nobody brought that up. So, so here, okay, so this is going to be a very hot take. A very hot take. Mine's hot. I but... think out of the animated shows that. Dave Filoni has worked on like you know um, Clone Wars, Rebels, and then they went to Resistance, and then Bad Batch. I think Resistance had the better season one. Okay. I really do. I think Clone Wars season one was awful, and yep. you know they even say when they go back to they're like, oh, the animation looks like shit. Yeah. Rebels season one, cringy. It's very hard to tolerate Ezra. Yep. It's very hard to tolerate Ezra, for whatever reason. Re Resistance season one, I thought was super interesting and cool because it sets up the show as like this MMO type environment, like this RPG type environment. Like your fault here's your main character. The entire season basically takes place on this giant platform, and you go doing missions and side quests here and there, trying to get off this platform or how trying to trying to progress into the next area or the next part of the story. And I was like, that almost feels like an RPG type or MMO type video game. I was like, the characters are very cringy. A lot of them were, but um, some of the concepts I think were really cool. Mm -hmm. Like being able to see pirates and being able to see like, um, you know, uh, X Imperial X Republic starfighters that convert their ships into racers. And I was like, that is such a cool idea, even though they didn't really do much with the racers. But um, I thought it had a stronger season one. 
I might change my mind if I go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But um, I never, I couldn't, I, I never got around to season two. Um, I just never. I think I tried watching it, and I was just like, I, I gave up like after like five minutes. Interesting. But. Okay. Yeah, I've just never had. I've never sat down and watched it. Just the way that. Just the way the that art style is definitely weird. I, I definitely yeah. don't think the art style works. I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think it works for the show. I think if they went with like a Clone Wars or Rebels type art style, I think it might be more appealing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think the art style hurts. You talking about Rebels, right? Oh uh, no, Resistance. Fuck oh. that. What? I'm looking. I'm watching the trailer for it. Oh, Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll oh, chime in here. So, I haven't seen Resistance. Up. I haven't seen Resistance, Fuck. and I will man up and say I haven't watched the beginning of Clone Wars. I watched the 2D animation, but not the uh, newer Clone Wars. I did watch the ending of the Clone Wars because I had to. Um. Yeah, for sure. But uh, for terms of animation, Bad Batch is phenomenal i don't understand why a lot of people hate it i understand it i understand why here's why oh, Brooke, uh, they... no, he's great <laughs> he's your goofy uncle <laughs> no, i think bad batch is That's sick me. the reason why it gets hate is because they release it weekly and there's filler episodes if you're waiting a week for a 25 minute filler episode then of course you're going to be pissed off about it if they put it out in literally batches of like three or four Maybe even like two or three of a week, and one of those episodes is providing yeah. some story. Then I, I think it wouldn't get as much hate. But the, especially I, since some of the filler episodes are like back to back, and you're yeah. like, I'm trying to give, I'm trying to like the show, but it's been a month since anything. Yeah. Like that happened. same statement can be applied to some of the live action shows that we've received. You know, not all shows or not all episodes of live action shows are bangers. No, I, I agree. Know? Yeah. The you issue know? is with Bad Batch, it's like 16 episodes. And when you're li- like literally waiting a month for something to happen, you know, it's like, ah, it's yeah, tough. You know what the live action shows like they have a formula. They're only eight episodes long with the yeah. exception of Andor. Um, so, you know, by like episode four or five, we're going to have some progression because we're already halfway through the show. Like we have yeah. to. Otherwise, it's otherwise it's going to be a, a crappy show like Mando season three. Um, but yeah, no, Bad Batch. I, I think I think. The one thing with Bad Batch is I always say it's a polarizing show. I think the the good episodes are some of the best in the Star Wars animation. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And then, but but the but the filler episodes are some of the most unwatchable episodes. Like it's Facts. either it's either they either go hundred percent or they're just like don't watch. Like yep. they don't have this like in between area where it's like because Clone Wars does that really well. Where like I mean, majority of Clone Wars is filler when you honestly look at it. Mm-hmm. But it's filler that's entertaining. It's still fun. Right. And it's tolerable. And sometimes um, it's world building filler. Yes, True. exactly. And Bad Batch doesn't have that. It's either, I think they're either 10 out of 10s or they're like 1 out of 10 episodes. Like there's mm-hmm. no in between. And that's what makes yep. it so hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. You, if you stick it through, though, I think you'll be rewarded if that's the right saying. You know what I mean? Like, I I want the next season and I hate. Same. I want to so like they introduced the doctor and my god he is one of the most entertaining characters or no sorry that's not the right word interesting 
Intriguing. Intriguing, intriguing characters of Star Wars, similar to Thrawn, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you look at Thrawn, and if you know his backstory, you're like, oh, shit. It, I get that same vibe from, I don't even remember his name right now. I'm just disrespecting him. They're uh, talking about uh, Dr. Kincaid, uh, right? Doyle, Doyle McBoyle? Yeah, that's, yeah, Doyle McBoyle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> sick. The one character that I, those episodes I watch, two eyes glued to the screen, Crosshair. Mm-hmm. And I know Van Seal, I'll let you talk about Crosshair because it's more your tangent than mine, but that's probably, Crosshair is my favorite animated character in any medium that, of Star Wars. That's a nice take, yeah. nice take. Me too. Um, yeah. yeah, I was talking to uh, Tico about this the other night, and I was like saying like, like I know Dave Filoni and like Lucasfilm and all that, like they're really, they're really good at in terms of like storytelling, mm-hmm. but like I feel like Crosshair was a hidden gem or they didn't i don't know if they meant for crosshair to be as in-depth as he is because i think he's the most i think he has the most layers out of any character in the animated show and i like clone wars rebels all of it like i think he's the most interesting character and he's my favorite character in bad batch and every episode he's in are like incredible Mm -hmm. and they, they really they really bring star wars to this i don't want to say like real realistic place but like the things crosshair deals with Mm-hmm. are so dark but are so true yeah and i think that's what makes him so interesting because it's like he's still a part of the bad batch it's just he has a different ideology that he believes in mm-hmm. um and he believes in it with all of his heart so it's not like he's doing this out of spite or because he like enjoys being the bad guy it's like he truly this is what he believes is solely right and i think that's what makes him so interesting because when you have the bad batch and him like meet up a couple times there's this conflict of like you know you know they the empire's bad or no you guys are rogue but like you know they're both just trying to do what they think is best and i think that's what makes him so interesting and it wasn't and it wasn't because he had an inhibitor chip because he had that bitch removed and he still thought the way he thought I yep. love that about Crosshair, man. He yep. is sick as the hell. Exactly. Yeah. Bro's just a soldier at heart, which he I thinks think... for himself. Yep. Straight up. I think the Bad Batch, they're just... They're just good dudes. And I think that's why they're the Bad Batch, because clones at heart are just Jango Fett, but super obedient. And I think that's why those four are more so the bad batch than anything because it's like they're genetically modified clones they're dope as shit issue is they have free reign of personality so they're able to develop things like empathy in that where other clones just couldn't have empathy and we're striking down not only jedi but senators children everything so the bad batch are insane i think it's a great show for me it's probably beneath Clone Wars and Rebels, but it's still really fucking good. Because I think those shows are really good. Rebels, for I me, could, yeah. is I agree. much better storytelling than Clone Wars. Because I think Clone Wars is just one of those Saturday kids TV shows, but it was under a strict mandate of what George wanted to tell, what kind of world building he wanted to do for the Clone Wars. 
Rebels, literally, it had no rain. It had no executives putting pressure on him. I think Dave Filoni was literally just... It was originality. He was on his LSD oh. grind, and he was just making whatever vision he had for yeah. Star Wars. And I think Rebels is... It's such a good fan fiction that it works. You know what I mean? It works so well. And it introduces characters. It brings reoccurring characters like Vader. Um, and, it, of course, there's, like, cringe moments, but it's a kid's show at the end of the day. But it is just great. And I think the stories that are told in Rebels trump Clone Wars, but the arcs in Clone Wars, I would say, are better than the arcs in Rebels, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely want to run it back real quick because, like, we were talking about, like, the Bad Batch and um, how, like, those those specific four clones had, like, their own, like, free-thinking ways. Mm -hmm. um, there are other clones, too, you know? Like, if you watch Clone Wars, um, the episode where um, Anakin gets hurt and Ahsoka has to go... Um... No, that wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Anakin. Was it? Yeah, it was Anakin, right? He got hurt. And Ahsoka had to go with um, the clones to get some medicine, to find a village, yeah. to find like a Disney clone. But actually, like, he just full on has like his own family. He has a kid, he has a wife, you know? Like, so it showed that like there were a lot of clones out there that like were quote unquote dysfunctional. You know, like they they deserted the war because they thought to themselves, "Why am I fighting in this war? I don't give a." I don't give a fuck about Jedi or Sith or anything, you know, just separatists, nothing. Why mm -hmm. am I fighting in this war? They deserted the war, and they went and lived their own lives, so, you know, I think that, that was, like, really interesting to see that there were more clones than just, like, these select few that, like, could think for themselves. Yep. I will say there were... Yeah. There weren't... Django as well. It's not like deserters weren't common they had a full republic prison filled with deserted clones and those in essence became some of the more loyal uh, stormtroopers in the end because they just didn't see eye to eye with the republic um but yeah i i get what you mean fred for sure that's a good point, Fred. Like, I, I like that, too, because, like, the Bad Batch doesn't just focus on the squad, because I feel like Rebels really focuses on, like, you know, the, the main characters, the main cast. Yeah. The Bad Batch really just... It, the story really is encompassing all clones, whether they're transitioning to be stormtroopers, whether they want to retire, whether they... Like, you know, what's going to happen after they're too old and the Empire wants to just throw them away? Like, they want... They're trying to get their own pension fund. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy, because, like... That's been a big question I've always wondered, like, like what happens to the clones after the Clone Wars? And mm -hmm. like, everyone's like, oh, they just turned to Stormtroopers. Like, I don't think they all just turned to Stormtroopers because they started doing like, you know, uh, planetary wide recruiting because it's cheaper that way. And that's how yep. they get their numbers. But it's like yep. when the clones get too old, what happens to them? And we see a little bit of that in Kenobi where we see that one 501st trooper like asking homeless. for like, yeah, homeless, <laughs> asking, yeah, <laughs> spare change. Um, but yeah, seeing like seeing like the the evolution of like what happens to the clones because like I feel like we all grew up with you know the prequels, right? Yeah. So like for me, like I think the the uh, the Bad Batch show is like the Clone Wars when the Clone Wars ends, that's like the end of an era. But I yeah. feel like the Bad Batch show is like the epilogue 
to yeah. like kind of like our childhood what we grew up with yeah mm-hmm. i agree i love clones man because it's like it's different like i think one day they'll make a stormtrooper show where they'll just follow around like two buddies one of them really doesn't want to be there the other one's just there because like his dad wanted him to be a stormtrooper it's and... not gonna be a stormtrooper it's going to be <clears throat> let me clear my tongue for this one i universio I'd That'd be a fire show. Of course, I'd love that. You know? I'm all for it. I just thought of this just now because you mentioned that. But dude, I would watch that, and it would be literally called it. Like I, that's what I would name it. Mm-hmm. I, I like too the would little, name it that. Uh, the robot chicken shorts with Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deadass. I think we'll get like a because I would if I could make a show based on like me, Jute, and Fred, us three as stormtroopers. Fucking around, going to work, you know, <laughs> hating life, but just, just clocking in, clocking out. You guys would never hit your shots. You never hit your shots, Stormtroopers. Like that, like the movie Jarhead? Yeah, 100%. Like a Jarhead based around Stormtroopers. I think, I think one day there will be a Stormtroopers type media, and it'll kind of give more clairvoyance to what so, stormtroopers went through it, i feel like the galactic republic era is done I, I don't think you can touch it anymore i don't either Seriously. i don't either I, and this goes to what you said previously like you love the fact that andor is revolving around like the empire era in the original trilogy and that goes to what i just said like I, and i believe that everything right like ahsoka andor you know what i mean like bad batch is the prequel to it but it's still I would say, quote unquote, in that era. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Tales of the Jedi. I guess, yeah. That's that's. But there's a shorts. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's not a full fledged show. So, but in my in my firmest, honest opinion, I believe that the Galactic Republic era is finished. The only thing that they could do in the Galactic Republic era is a Plagueis show. That is it. Yeah. That's yeah, the prequel to the Galactic Republic. Yeah, like, give me a shock T show so I can find out how she actually dies. You're gonna get a shock T show, and they're gonna give you a different way she dies in every episode. Yeah, Yo, she's gonna be like, Kenny. God, dude. She be every like, single Kenny. episode, we're all gonna be like, She's dead. I even again, <laughs> I might be wrong on this, but I even think Lego Star Wars gave gave her an, a different version of her death. Too. Like oh one of the one of the Lego god. Star Wars I games. Was like it. she has like six, seven different deaths. Oh in my god, they so killed Shakti. <laughs> <laughs> and then she back. Those bastards. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go around the table here. I want you guys to tell me what your favorite arc was in any show and we'll start with juder any arc any arc any in fact i'll go first y'all think about it so there was a battle on the planet umbara where jedi commander pong krell had the mm. 212th go up against a I think it was the 41st, and what it boiled down to was Ponkrell told both sides of the clones, hey, 
the Seppies have clone armor. They're disguised as clones, and they're invading us right now. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> the clones. Civil War. Yeah, the clones ended up fighting each other, killing each other, and you're evil. Yep. It turned out the five hundred first. They come in to support, and they have to lock up Pong Krell because he put the clones up against each other and they were going to try him for treason. Pong Krell's like, nah, y'all can't do nothing. They're going to believe a Jedi over the clones and then Count Dooku's going to take me and I'm going to be his new Sith apprentice. The whole time, the 501st are trying to decide whether or not they want to kill, not kill, but like, holy shit, we have to execute this guy. Execute him. <laughs> and they end up executing Punkrell. And un- unfortunately, we lose some some clones that we know and love on Umbara. We lose Heavy. We lose Fives, who ultimately sacrifices himself. No, it was greatest Hard Case. Hard Case. Hard case. Greatest, That's the not one. greatest yeah. data answer this. Yeah. And it was just such a. Blot. It was such a roller coaster because holy shit. Yeah, I, 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 there's two things I want to say about that arc because I think that is probably one of the defining moments of the Clone Wars show um, because of how dark it is. So one, the first thing I want to say is that's how you write a good villain. Yeah, when yeah. he is hated by the fan base just for him being him. Yeah, and kind of with that because you guys were talking about Breaking Bad, like. Um, I forget. I think Skylar White was the yeah, the wife's oh, name. Fuck Skylar yeah. White. Fuck. I hate Skylar White. To my point. To my point. Fuck Skylar White. Bro. That is oh, how you. Homie. That is how oh. you write a good. She wasn't villain. even a villain though. No, like, but, but the thing is, her. <laughs> but that's that. That's what I just said about Pong Krell though. Like people yeah. hated him because he was him, and I thought the writing yeah. for Pong Krell was so. Like there's an entire subreddit dedicated to how much people hate Pong Krell because <laughs> of how he treated the clones, and I'm like, that is how you write a villain or someone you're supposed to hate. And I remember the, the actress for Skylar White was getting death threats because of how much <laughs> people hated her character. Like, there's a difference of hating someone's acting, kind of like how we don't like Reva. And then I just hate Skylar White because she's yeah, such a... It should exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> oh, dude, I no, did I not like Skylar White. <laughs> I thought they did a great job with Pong Krell. Like, yeah. I, like, I mean, like, I hate him. I still hate him. I'm like, dude, that dude is the biggest douche in all of Star Wars. I hate him. Yeah. And I the second Pong Krell is like Goro in Mortal the, Kombat. The second thing I want to say about the, the um, Barn arc, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity, is it never gets brought up again in the clone wars like you never you never have any closure with like anakin like saying to rex like i'm sorry what happened or like or what the heck happened like they, they never talk about it again which i think is kind of cool and also kind of a missed opportunity i think it's cool because it's one of those things like hey guys we're never speaking of this yeah they just have to again. brush it under the brush it under the fridge like it never happened or it would have been nice to see some like like you know it, it get brought up just for some closure between Rex and Anakin, I think would have been cool. But like, yeah, like the fact they don't talk about it just shows like, you know, this this never happened. Like this isn't. It was so dark and bad. Like we can't let people know about it. Yeah, because I, to be honest, I wouldn't want to bring up. Oh yeah, my boys were, my brothers were killing my brothers. Like yeah, like a game of saw. Yeah. Because if like I feel like I feel like if the Republic found out about that, then like you know they might like 
you know, I feel like if that would happen in like IRL, like you might you might think like you know, well maybe the clones aren't fit for battle anymore. Maybe you know what I mean? Like you didn't have them, all, yeah. Have, it would be a PR nightmare. I think so also I like, the, it'd make the Jedi look like shit. That too, that too. So uh, in essence, I think you know the reason why it didn't get reported, the reason why it didn't get brought up to the Senate, is I think the Jedi of that era were power hungry. I'm gonna say yep. it, but. Umbara arc for me, hundred percent is. is, I'm not gonna say it's the best arc, but it's my favorite arc. It's great. It's so good. So what about you, Mary J? Um, even though I haven't seen the full show, I still want to say that the father, son, daughter arc with Anakin is highly important. Because I think it just goes to show, like, just in general, for... I I don't know if I want to say for the majority of Star Wars, but for the sense of Force users. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not good with comprehension, but I want to say that that arc is definitely my favorite. Yeah, the Mortis arc is crazy. Mm -hmm. Really good. I think think it... it, Because we don't... We still don't know a whole lot about the force i feel like mm-hmm. but that arc added a lot of context and gave us even more questions and answers to the force where i was like you know i'm not like you know i'm not saying i hate on force users or lightsaber users but i feel like that they get overplayed so much but when they did the mortis arc i was like i'm a little bit more interested in the mythology now and like kind of like the greek god theme kind of um with the brother yeah. and the daughter and the the father and then apparently the mother which wasn't even in Clone Wars, was um, supposed to be like Abeloth or something like that. Yeah, that'd be um, scary. Look that. Here, look her up, Jute. Yeah. The, I didn't even know there was a mother. Yeah. That's the well, girl. I know. we'll see. When you, when, you have a, when you have a son and a daughter... It, What's she, her name? Abeloth. Abeloth. She's pretty uh, freaking... Is that actually her name in Star Wars? Yeah. Yes. Abeloth. Um, the one th- interesting thing, and they have an interview on this... Um, the, the Mortis arc, Darth Revan was actually originally supposed to be in it. Yep. <clears throat> and Sion, um, not Sion, um, Darth Bane. Mm-hmm. His Bane and Revan were supposed to show up, and they have the pre-renders on YouTube if you want to look up the deleted, well, not deleted, but the unused scenes, but I was really bummed out they didn't do that. And I actually talked to Dave Filoni one time in person about that at a convention. I was asking him, like, I was like, because I was cosplaying as Revan too. <laughs> so I was like, hey man, why'd you cut my scene? But he was yeah. like, he was just, and I just, and that's before said, people why'd knew. Why'd you come my scene? <laughs> that's before people knew who Dave Filoni was. This is like when Rebel Season 1 came out, so like right, no one really right. knew him. So I just kind of like bumped into him, and I was like, I knew who he was, because he's just wearing his wolf shirt and his cowboy hat like he does everywhere. Like Kenny <laughs> easy to spot. <laughs> yeah. So I asked him about it, and I was like, you know, like, I was like, whatever happened to that? And he just told me, he's like, well, George got the final word on it. George, you know, felt like it. You know, he didn't want to introduce Revan or Bane yet. Um, he's like, we're going to do... We're, he said, we're going to do Bane um, in this upcoming, you know, the Lost episodes or whatever, you know, when they release that. But he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, he was really pushing for Revan because he, he's a big fan of KOTOR. But he was like, George got the final word and said he didn't think it was right. And I was like, well, that's still... I mean, thanks for the honest answer. That's still pretty cool. Yeah. I have an off-topic question. Sure. I, I think I've already discussed this uh, previous podcast with Tebow and Jude. Vance, do you think we'll ever get a live-action or even animated KOTOR adaptation? I think KOTOR is going to be a show. 
I really think KOTOR is going to be a show. I don't think it's going to be a, a movie or a yeah. movie series because I think there's just too much. There's way too much in KOTOR. Um, and honestly, like, even if KOTOR... I don't even think you do KOTOR 1 in, like, a single season. Like, there's no. just so much context. So If you're doing these short up eight episodes, no. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I feel like KOTOR has to be a Game of Thrones or Clone Wars type show where it's going to have five, six, Star Wars seven needs something like that, though, you know? Yeah. And, Christ, man, you can do movies with it, too. Like, you can do movies with it, but also have... I, I desperately think something like a Game of Thrones, something that's like seven, eight seasons with that much... With hour-long episodes, too. Facts. You can oh. easily do that. You can easily yeah. do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I originally thought it was would be if if it was to become a thing, it would be in the form of movies. But if it was to be shows, I honestly can see it with the finales being, you know, the Dr. versus Malik or whatever. You know, those mm -hmm. big finales, like absolutely. Because bro, the one hundred has seven seasons. The what? What? The one hundred. It has. I thought seven the show seasons. was like on its second or third season. What the heck? You know what I mean? So like, no, Kotor. Kotor could easily have seven. At least. I seven. think it could easily break ten. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it could. It could. And I'm just talking Kotor one. I'm not talking Kotor two or or Swotor, the yeah. old public. Like, Kotor one could easily have like three, four, or five seasons. I think you introduce it with a, Revan movie where him and Malik lead his followers against the Mandalorians and that is like the prequel to the TV show and you kick off that's what they do to Clone Wars exactly you kick off there 100% so what's up Freddy I just want to say bro if we're doing this live action, we need to lock down these actors for years. And I mean years, bro. I don't want some season three drama happening and somebody doesn't want to do the show. I'm pissed. I'm, I don't want it to happen. You can't recast my dark side, Basti. Like, that. no. You know what? Exactly. Know. You, just, you just have to scan their bodies and we're good. Nah, just lock me into All that right. contract. I'll play Revan myself. I'll do it. You know? Darth <laughs> Darth Trevin. Darth Trevin. Come on now. Darth Trevin. Sign me Sidekick, up. Sidekick, Darth Bent. <laughs> yeah. I've always said, if anyone is going to play Candorous, I want it to be the villain from Avatar. The yeah. Colonel. Yes. That guy fits. Yes. Let me get... Uh... Oh, man. Let me get Jute to be my voice of uh, HK47. <laughs> That'd be fire. <laughs> We'll get Fred as my Zalbar. And Kate then... Beckinsale as uh, Bastila. Kate Beckinsale. Never... I don't know how old she is, though. I could, play a mean, I could play a mean Jolie. Kate Beckinsale is 50. That is not going to happen. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Her daughter, then. <laughs> if she has one. Lily Motion. Let me shave my head, though. Let me shave my head. Shave the bottom part of my beard, so it's just what does he have a mustache? He doesn't have a beard. Right? <laughs> you want to be no, you can be Darth Bandon. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that fits. Yeah, sure, thanks. You're welcome, bro. So, um, I'm fine with it. All right, on the count of three, I want everyone to name a era that you would want a TV show to be made in. 
Alright. Think about it. Ponder it. And on the count of three, just shout it. Alright. We'll start with Jute. One. Two. Three. <laughs> New Jedi Order. New Jedi Order. Okay. You're welcome. You've always been a big Ray fan, so I see that for you, man. Uh, MJ? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Swator or Kotor. The Old Republic? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both of those are literally like 30 seasons, maybe 50. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with a thousand. Yeah. Just seal? be safe. Yeah, Old Republic. 100%. Okay. Fred? I want to see Finn in the First Order. Yes, please. Finn in the first order. Hell yeah. That'd be tight to see like the upbringing of a stormtrooper. Maybe that's your stormtrooper yes, show, sir. you know? Maybe True. that's your stormtrooper show. And I don't know his numbers. Mine would be a live action adaptation of the heir to the empire. So I want Thrawn trilogy combined into a tv show i want a thrawn show after ahsoka thrawn is my fucking guy i love thrawn i'm reading i just finished the ascendancy trilogy christ he's amazing i'm now listening to the canon thrawn trilogy and i just want to see more about thrawn you know i just want to see more about thrawn because him with the Chiss Ascendancy, with the Chiss Alliance. And truthfully, I think that Thrawn is going to be... My sneaky prediction was I think Thrawn is going to be the inventor of the First Order. I think it's, I think it's Thrawn's baby. And something's going to happen where he dies or maybe he retires, moves to Aldi's Island. <laughs> but... <laughs> Nah, I just think Thrawn's too good of a character, and he's too deep of a character to not explore more. And I hate that... I love to hate that Star Wars has these characters that you want more of, but you don't get to see. But I think that the leave-off of Episode 6 and the start of Episode 7 are just too different in terms of where the worlds are at. And you need a core explanation of what happens in the middle to get us to episode seven. And I, I can't do it by myself with my book. I'm going to need Star Wars to actually make something canon with Thrawn, with Mara Jade, with the heir to the Empire. So how would you guys feel about getting more Thrawn? Well, Elon Musk. <laughs> I feel like Disney... So the one thing I'm, I'm a little bit worried about for um is we're gonna get thrawn and then we're gonna and then we're not gonna get thrawn like right after because i mean we had him in rebel season three and then season four came around and he was done and it was like that was it and then we we're like where's thrawn dave Floyd was just like <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's like what do you mean um so obviously i think we're gonna get another show or season of him uh, in some sort but um it does kind of feel like Disney is recycling a little bit of Marvel in here. I feel like they're they're playing Thrawn as like the Thanos of Star Wars a little bit. And I think that's um, okay though. 
that's okay because Thanos is a great villain and everyone loved him. Yeah. It's just um, you know, when we do get like him at his peak, it's just like then it's like, oh well they they beat him. But um the heir to the Empire thing, yeah, it would be it would be epic if we did that. Um I know I think they're planning a movie. I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called, Heir to the Empire. So, indeed, yes, it is. We'll um, see, by, uh, but Filoni. But I think um, you're right. I think it would be really cool to see Thrawn as like the architect of the First Order. That'd be nice to see, man. That'd be really nice to see. Is um, so in Star Wars media, do you <laughs> think that he's just gonna be like? Tr- sprinkled in throughout or do you think he's gonna get like his own headline because he's a character that's big enough to headline i mean we had cassian andor as a headliner so a character as big as thrawn do you think that they're only ever going to use him as a engine character or will he get his time in the light i mean he's getting his own movie true True. I, I'm going to go with the sprinkled theory because I think, um, you know, the one thing I always I always go back to is we all want things that we can't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I think when it comes to Thrawn as a character, everybody, of course, wants as much as we can of him. But I think for Thrawn, they need to focus on the quality and not the quantity with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he has all these one-liners that are so great from Rebels, so great from the uh, the book trilogy and stuff like that. Um, especially when he talks about, like, exercise. I love that part um, so much. But I'm just like, I think Thrawn is that type of character where we just, you only need him for a little bit. And, like, that—that that is that's what makes his character so, like, amazing. It's like, it's, is, you know, he may be only on screen for, like, a couple minutes, but he had the most impactful minutes yeah. of screen time. And of course, we always want more of that character. But it's like if I think if you, the more you get it, the 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 less value you have mm-hmm. um, in that quality. Yeah, I can see that, and I wouldn't even be I wouldn't even be pissed at that as long as what we're getting is good, consistent, and canonical progress in his character. Because he has too much, he has too much sauce to not dip in it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he's too saucy. Him, him as a character, he's too deep of a character. It's not like this is a Greedo show. Like this is Thrawn, fucking Grand Admiral Thrawn, who has been around since the '90s. You know, my dad had the OG Thrawn trilogy. He's since passed away. He won't get to see what happens with Thrawn and Cannon, but like Thrawn's a beloved character for the OGs. So I'm I'm curious. Do you guys think that the casual group, the weekend warriors of the world, who really only watch these shows when they have time, do you think that they're gonna enjoy a character like Thrawn? Because Thrawn, to me, is a lot like Tarkin, but even more fucking layers to him, you know? Whereas Tarkin, he's really only appreciated when you know his story, and you know how much he despised the Republic. But Thrawn, man, I agree with you. Like, they, they better enjoy him. Because imagine if Thrawn, like, imagine if people's least favorite thing about Ahsoka is Thrawn. You know, how would that look? Crazy. I, I think people will enjoy it. 
I think people will enjoy it because of how original Thrawn is. Like, I think, like you said, the Weekend Warriors to just watch this show because it's, it's Disney or because they're Marvel fans and they want to support Disney. Um, Thrawn is unlike any other villain in Star Wars for, mm-hmm. like, a million reasons. You know, they're probably going to see... Um, a blue character and they'll be like what the heck like what's a what's a chiss like they're not even gonna know like what he is they're gonna be very intrigued i mean i think aesthetically his design is so good like the colors that he has place like the red eyes i'm like dude it just it's great and then on top of that they got the same voice actor so i mean like the dude is gonna nail it that was my biggest concern was if they weren't gonna go with lars mickelson i was like ah, but he, he did such a great job with the voice i mean his voice is incredible Perfect. yeah yeah I loved it, and I'm really glad that, because maybe it's not, because I've seen mock-ups for characters like John Hamm, a bunch of other actors as Thrawn, but for me, Thrawn's less about the appearance, facial expressions, and he's more about the voice and the brooding essence, and it's not like Lars Mikkelsen's, like, 5'10", you know, he's 6'4". I'm losing it. No, you good, man. <laughs> so listen, you boys. Really hot in my room. Holy shit. No, you good, man. Um, in order for you know time constraints, we've already taken time out of a lot of people's schedules today. We're gonna nix the trivia segment. I was gonna win anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna ask one question. Who did Leia Organa kiss more? Luke or Han? Luke. Damn it. <laughs> the answer is Luke blue. Skywalker. Yeah. Four times. Time. Back she, to back. She only kissed ben Han three times. <laughs> That's why Ben's all screwed up. <laughs> all right, Keep seeing his mom and uncle making out. <laughs> we, we've he got our We've got ourselves a bunch of galactic dispatches to read for you guys. And we are going to start out with, once again, Sarah from New York. Shout out to you for sending in so many questions. If you guys want to send in questions, Star Wars Tap on Instagram or Twitter or the comment section below. So Sarah asks us, after the events of Episode 6, what happened to the remnants of the Empire and how did the New Republic establish control in the galaxy? Good questions. So, in essence, the Empire... It's kind of like if the zombie apocalypse broke out, you would just want to get together with your homies, people that you trusted. And that's kind of how the Empire was. They were the fugitives. They were at large. It wasn't like... It wasn't like in the galaxy they had to go to the outer regions where really only smugglers and crime lords went anyways um and as far as the new republic they kind of just adopted the senate that got disassociated with the empire and they really brought back there was nothing really new about it they kind of just adopted the galactic republic's variation of the senate Mon Mothma became the first chancellor of the New Republic. Shout out to her. And it... You saw the red flags day one. You get why it failed again. You get why people lost confidence with it. So, 
while the good guys did win in the end, um, at the same time, they also lost. It was a ticking time bomb, pretty much. Hot take on that too. In Mando season three, there was one part the the Doctor um, Doctor Doofy uh, episode. Um, <laughs> that's not his real name, but I can't remember his real name. Um, they, you know, he he's talking to like some senators and stuff like that, and they're like saying like, "Oh, we don't care about the Empire of the Republic. Like they just they just want to make money." Yep. So like you said, like they just adopted. Like they don't care who's in control. Like they'll they'll play ball as long as these you know bureaucratic um, politicians are you know, getting their bills pushed or whatever, like, they really don't care. Valid, valid, valid. Um. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so messy, too. It took them a long, a really long time to get things under control, and by the time they did, like, you saw an Andor. No one really gave a damn at the, at the Senate meetings, because why would they? The Empire's not around. Like, what do they have to be afraid of? Nothing. So, it wasn't like there was also control in the galaxy. Um, they kind of were just, like, mall cops, and that's how people viewed them as well. Like, it's not like you have a gun or anything, but... What do you do? Shoot me. They also got really cocky with things. Um... And they never, because they just weren't tested anymore. And that's why the First Order was so easily, like, to regain control. Not only because they had a fucking planet killer weapon, but also because they took Imperial remnants and kind of re-engineered their thinking and took over the galaxy again with order and control so it was easy peasy. what's wrong with that what's wrong with that i mean come on you you're beginning to sound like a separatist <laughs> uh you got us on the next one Ju this one's from <clears throat> john from san francisco california what can you tell us about the new generation of fourth sensitive characters like kylo ren and ray in the sequel trilogy and how do they impact the star wars storyline well, what I can tell you about them is they a bunch of bitches. <laughs> Fuck those sequels. <laughs> I hope in the fucking shit I was hoping that they make, they kill them. And a new breed comes up. We just skip them. <laughs> Give me the little kid with the fucking broom as the leader, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the kid with the broom. <laughs> He's got his special little fucking ring. Yeah. What if he wasn't a Jedi and just, in fact, a wizard. Shit. What if Fuck he had uh Harry Potter, bro? What if the ring was magnetic? You know, and the broom like was the made one out of dude metal. In Obi Wan. He's tricking people in Oh, I'm a Jedi. Oh, that's right. Jedi Knight. <laughs> that was a good character. I like characters like that. Um, they fit into the storyline simply as Hey, this is the nephew of Luke. This is the newest heir of the Skywalkers, you know? Mm -hmm. How you feel about them, Fred? Um, I loved it when uh, Kylo killed his father. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That was a oh, menace. Man. 
Um, I mean, obviously the the episode seven through nine aren't exactly my favorites, but like there's some still some pretty cool stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Ray became like really close to Han and basically saw him as a dad, and then watched the person that she eventually falls in love with murder him right in front of her eyes, you know. Wow! <laughs> See, they had to have some crazy like force FaceTime mutual masturbation force type beats, bro. <laughs> they had to, bro. How do they get that close that quickly, man? Well, because remember when they're in that hut in episode eight, their their fingertips touched. Fingertips touched. Come here, Juder. <laughs> we the ones. <laughs> oh my god! Now they had to have been on some late night force FaceTime calls, bro. They all. That's sending me right now, dude. Force FaceTime. Uh, Van Sue, you got us on the next question. Uh, where are the questions posted? Sorry, I'm like. No, you're good. You're not... you're new. Um, bottom of the document. And where's the document? It's in the yeah, archive story, archive server. Class general. Oh God, I'm in the wrong. Okay, I'm in yours. <laughs> I'm in yours. All right, give me two seconds. I'll DM it to you. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so we just did. Oh, this is very organized and detailed. I'm actually oh, I'm impressed. Oh, okay. So we just did. Um, who did we just do? We just did John. John so yeah. San Francisco. Okay, okay. Alex. Alex from Chicago, Illinois. Can you question? Can you explain the significance of a care of the character Thrawn in the Star Wars expanded universe and how he fits into post Return of the Jedi timeline? Um. I think we've gone through that like a lot, right? You know. I, like, I feel um, like okay, so Thrawn is so Thrawn's original canon is different than what he is now. Mm-hmm. So, yes. but, the, but they brought him back during Rebels, which I think they did a really good, great job at doing that. But his significance is he is the new threat, um, not just for the Thanos. Rebels, but for the whole. Yeah, he is basically they're setting him up as the Thanos. He's the big villain, the big reveal. He has been he has been presumed dead. For a very long time, but now people are thinking he's still alive. We can bring him back, and if he is still alive, um, the significance there is that he is going to be the engine or the spark or the flame, whatever you want to call it, that's going to reignite this drive for um, control and order through a new empire, a new uh, or, or you know the imperial remnant. So he is going to be. Um, you know, not like the new emperor, but essentially that's going to be his role. Like he is going to be in charge and he was this great military leader where everybody respected him um, because Thrawn is an alien and the Empire hated aliens. Uh, If you ever watch Star Wars movies, you don't see any, you don't see a a lot of women and you don't see a lot of uh, any aliens at all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. But Thrawn was an alien. He had Don't blue your skin, head, MJ. Blue skin <laughs> and like indigo yeah, hair. And and Palpatine had so much respect for him that he made him basically like like next to Vader. That that's how yeah, important of a character he was. He was literally above Vader. 
Yeah, he was above Vader, essentially, um, which is crazy to think about because, like, like, this character is, like, and a lot of people despise him for being an alien, but, like, the Emperor was like, hey, this guy's pushing results. He is incredible. He's pushing um, results. He's pushing yeah. me. Have you seen he's, his he's paperwork? Have you seen his data? Look at the graphs. He's <laughs> never been tardy. He's, he's, he's force lightning at the yeah. graphs. Like, look at those numbers. <laughs> he's filling out those TPS reports on time. So, yep. um... So, so that, that so he's going to be the new villain, and and the reason it's crazy is because you have this new republic that's growing, that's in almost this denial that they're like, oh no, he's dead, but they're like, yeah, but we never confirmed it. Like, no, it's not possible. That shit so pissed it, me off. Yeah, it, it's kind of one of those. I feel like the new republic is thinking like it's a big problem, but if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Yep. So out of mind. I have a feeling Thrawn's <laughs> going to show back up, and and he's going to whoop some ass. Bro, the he's going to whoop some ass. New Republic are a bunch of hippies on jaw. They're just 100%. they're just existing. I don't, I don't think he's gonna whoop some ass in season one. So that's my hot take for the day. I will catch uh, y'all in a dumpster. Nah, someone's <laughs> yeah, gonna that, die. To wrap, to wrap up my to answer, like Thrawn is just an incredible character. He's incredibly intelligent, and like it, it's it's he's one of those villains that you almost root for him. He's on par with Emperor Palpatine when it comes to intellectual... Into... You had it. Intellectuality. What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Fred, you got the next one? Yeah. Um, so the next one is from Emily in New York. No, you're, reading the, you're, reading, the, you're reading the wrong one. Oh, no, no, he's yeah. in the right one. No, I'm just, I'm just bullshit. I'm oh, just I was like, I was like, last, that means I read the wrong one. He did that last week. He did that last week, and he yeah, came to me a couple week. days ago, and he was like, "Oh, I just want to make sure I got the right one." For sure, for sure. Uh, so Emily in New York says, uh, "Hello there. Do you guys want an Obi Wan Kenobi season two? And what storyline would you pitch for the show?" Thanks for the chill podcast. I love listening to it while I deliver food and love from NYC. Well, uh, first of all, you know, I was seven. Thank you for uh, delivering food to us fellas. You're too lazy to go to my song. General <laughs> Emily. Facts. And see, you got me, like, twisted here, right? Because I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone knows this by now. I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like the show doesn't need a season two. It ended beautifully. If not, we got a season two, we have it, eh? Yeah, I yeah, think a, a season two of Kenobi would have to be a Vader show, right? Yeah, issue yeah. is, you know, you can't have them. I don't want them to. I don't want them to fight again. I don't want that. They can't. Yeah, they left it off. There's no way. You know? If they fight again, and it's a, it's so forced that uh, the joke that I'm trying to look for, it's there. There. What what about this? What about this idea? What about instead of a season two? Because a lot of people say that the entire Kenobi show could have just been done in one movie. What if they just did a movie? She like, like really could. Plus. They could, but what would the yeah. storyline be? I mean, it's a tough. It was like, if it was like an hour, if it was like an hour and a half long movie, I mean, I feel like you can do something of like him just training with Qui Gon and i don't know get, buying luke more star wars toys like <laughs> yeah, I, See, I, I think they it was, i don't want to watch it <laughs> but yeah let's not let's call devil's advocate and say that they made it six episodes just like just like this one 
the first the first two episodes maybe the first episode only you show like a rocky montage of obi-wan <laughs> training with qui-gon <laughs> Bam. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> maybe one episode you could just punching a force goes punching back <laughs> yeah you could dedicate to like hunting down um or not hunting down but like fighting off kersantan and some tuscans in that but then what do you do for four episodes after that i think it's here just... comes dr Ephra. <laughs> would you implement dr Afra into it like it's tough it's I really think Doctor Afra could be a TV show, or would it be like Book of Boba Fett, and half the time yeah, you're with Vader. another you're with another character anyways. You're seeing like Vader and Boba Fett trying to. Are hunt you doing down. like a flashback half the time, or I it I honestly, in my opinion, because Afra and I don't know, I don't know if this this is uh, I'm not gonna say it. I I feel like a strong female lead that's attract Carrie more than Vader cameo. I agree. I think Strong Doctor Dr. Afro would be a sick show. I don't think anyone anyone who was like actually read the comics would disagree with that. You know? But uh <laughs> I would say no to wanting a season two of Kenobi just because I don't know where you go with it. And that's not me that's trying to stifle them creatively, but you just don't want to oversaturate that story like you can't have anakin and obi-wan intermingle again and at the same time what like what are you gonna do with old ben kenobi because literally all he did was watch after luke how much more drama could you intertwine with that character not much yeah not much and christ almighty if we get to like if we have to see a sweet 16 Leia gets drunk on Coruscant, oh, and he's got to go <laughs> pick her up and save her and Uber her home. I'm like, emo too. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to see no. Like, I, I'm sorry, Emily. I love Obi Wan. You know, that, that's I, that's actually crazy. It's like no one I've never talked about like the teenage years of Luke and Leia. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine the teenage years of Leia. It's just like. I can't imagine I can't. the teenage years of Luke. That man's cringy <laughs> as hell in the movies, bro. Imagine him, Being like, with acne, bro. Like, I why can't I go see rat. the power converters? I just want to shoot a womp rat. Basically, we're no bigger than six meters or whatever the, the line was. I'd have to give a pass, though. I'd have to give a pass. Let's take a vote. Yeah. Raise your hand no if you would want none. a season two. Nope. And it's not raised. Yeah, I think I think it's unanimous that we don't want a season two of Kenobi. Not because we don't like the character, but because we love the character and we don't want it to be oversaturated. We we feel that season one was kind of like the end of the bridge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because Anakin and Obi Wan will forever be intertwined. You can't make the show and have them meet up again. You just can't unless it's like, hey. Obi-Wan, fuck you. 
<laughs> Anakin did the Obi Wan screen. There's What's like your they, name? They, yeah. uh, they they force they force FaceTime each other. Andy. He's cussing each other out. Just force FaceTime needs to be a literal thing in the past tomorrow. Please. Like 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 Vader Vader's sleeping right, and then uh, and then Obi Wan force like FaceTime him and like and then wakes him up. <laughs> the only thing I'd want to see is like Obi Wan like hey Anakin look who I brought. Bunny, what's that happened to you? <laughs> Make that cannon, man. Bring back Jar Jar. I can see Qui-Gon more so than fucking... Hey, hey Vader, guess what? I'm hanging out with Qui-Gon. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you lost, yeah. bitch. <laughs> oh my god, bro. You got the next one, MJ? Yeah. So we got Alex from uh, out there in Texas, in this capital of Austin. Um, his question is, The Mandalorian has been a huge success for two seasons. How does it fit into the broader Star Wars narrative? Especially after the events of episode, uh, what is that, six? Yep. Yeah. And what do we know about its future? Um, it should have been done after two. Facts. Agreed. If they set sail, like if they said, all right, that's the Mandalorian, done and dusted, after, we'll give them the first couple episodes, the first 60 minutes, like Van Seal said, bro gets redeemed, he's back in the clan, W. And let's say he goes, like, would, because at some point these shows do have to end, you know, mm -hmm. would y'all be satisfied with that, or would you want more? I think I think the shows need to end. I don't necessarily think the characters need to end. Yeah, that's fair. Agreed. And what I think is like, so I I've never really cared for the character of Din Djarin or the Mando or Mandalorian, whatever you want to call him, because I always felt like that character was a vessel for newer Star Wars fans. I feel like when I watched the Mandalorian yeah. season one and two, I was more interested and excited about the people he was meeting and the places he was going as opposed to the guy who I don't really get to see his face or see any emotion with. Mm -hmm. I was um, excited for Grogu. Yeah. So I think he could, sh I think he should, sh I think he should keep showing up. I think the character's like good enough to show up in other shows, but I do think after season two, like mission accomplished, you know what I mean? Like we returned the child, we did the thing, but they're like, nah, we want more. I did enjoy watching him disintegrate motherfuckers, though. That was very nice. Yeah. R.I.P. Jawas. <laughs> yeah, just no reason. Smoking <laughs> some Jawas. Disintegrating Jawas. Not like okay. one blaster You'll bolt couldn't have done. Not, not even checking to see if they're women or children. He's just like, nope, we're just shooting them. We're just, just straight up to shoot whoever we see. <laughs> yep. Got his hunting license. Yeah. <laughs> Bro is unhinged. Hitting him. Hitting him with the thingy majigger. This jaw was too small to shoot. You have to put him back in the wild. <laughs> if we got a, a new episode or a new season, it needs to feel like a Western again. Because I think that's when it was at its peak. 100%. The, the themes, I just didn't enjoy this season three. But hey, The coldest line in all of Star Wars will still to this day. Be, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> yeah, don't matter to me. Cold. I'm getting paid either way. Bucks and <laughs> Next question's from Kevin out there in Detroit, Michigan. 
and he asks the star wars prequel area has been explored extensively and i think we can all agree on that um are there any plans to delve further into the post rotj era in upcoming movies or series i think the only movie that's planned is that heir to the empire movie um as far as post return of the jedi but they're actually going pre prequel era with like the acolyte that's coming out and that's before the prequel area area christ's sake that's high <laughs> republic i believe i think so too damn and then and then they have a the the first jedi movie that's going all the way back to the beginning of like whatever i know it's, it's going like it's funny it's like they keep dancing around the old republic it's like they're going in front of it behind it but they don't want to touch it yet they're like maybe because they are yet. just building that substance you know like because kotor the old republic it's only known by it's this... huge it's, it's pretty overwhelming it yeah. really is overwhelming i always feel like yeah. the star wars movies and star wars shows are on the surface like you know the, <clears> when you <throat> see an iceberg it's like that's what you see above the water <laughs> and then the old republic is everything below mm-hmm I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Drew, you got the next one? We got this one from Shane from Portland, Oregon. I'm curious about the Star Wars comics and novels. Are there any essential reads that dwell into the post-Return of the Jedi era? Providing more details about the characters and events. Um, off the top of the dome, yeah. Um, canonically, there's so many then they they keep bringing more out um shadows of the sith is a really good book the thrawn trilogy both thrawn trilogies there's the canon version and the legends version legends is pretty buck wild it's kind of all over the place the canon version's a bit more abbreviated but uh i'm not a big comic guy you guys into comics Hell yeah. a little bit um yeah, I'm not the physical copies though, like digital comics for sure. Yeah, are there any that you recommend for Shane? Oh, um, anything the character you enjoy and just look it up. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then a um, boom. That's the Juder method. Yeah, yeah. Another read too. Uh, so Tebow, you dropping a book soon, right? You know, so. Mm -hmm. I am post Return of the Jedi right. book. I am writing a book. Yes, sir. The the one recommendation I would do that's it's not really post Return of the Jedi it's kind of like actually during that time period and I don't think it's canon anymore but it's one of my favorite stories and like it was so great in the nineties um and early two thousands was um Shadows of the Empire such a good such a good one Shadows of the Empire like oh man it's You'd like, like it's that like one the, it, it's like the Empire Strikes Back that never was. Even though Empire Strikes Back is so good, Shadows of the Empire was just like, it just added so it's much It's like more everything else that's going on. With, that you don't see on screen. Yeah, yep. it's super, super cool. That's where you get your Dash Rendar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a good book. And the characters in it are dope as shit, too. Like, you want to read more and more about it. It dives more into IG-88 and Boba Fett and, you yep. know, the whole the that... whole capture of Han Solo, which is really cool. Because a lot of people think that it's like Empire Strikes Back, you know, Han Solo gets captured, and then Boba just goes straight to tattooing. It's like, it's not mm -mm. just like a one-stop trip for him. It's like, there's an entire story of how he actually got to tattooing. Because he didn't get there right away. It was, it was pretty cool what happens. 
Star Wars is not simple by any means. It is a very complicated story and requires, I think, at least 98% attention. I don't like sand. That is the other 2%. <laughs> It's coarse and it's rough and it gets <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah, especially in bad places. <laughs> Not like you. Soft and delicate. Just want to cuddle up next to you. Let me let me force push a pear in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, Anakin! You've killed not only the men, but the women and children too. I don't want to put the murderer. No, I don't want any more pears. <laughs> What part of how I'm dressing makes you think I want to fuck you, man? Like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> this is how I dress when I want to read a book. Like, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to pick up the hard copy version right now as we're mid-recording. Um, Van Seal, you got us on the next question. Yeah, so we got Mark from Atlanta. Um, question, in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, what are some of the key storylines or events that explore the rebuilding of the Jedi Order and challenges that face um in the wake of episode six um so a lot of it isn't canon anymore but i think a lot of the the, the key storylines are you, you know the the kids you get from luke and you know mara jade who's luke's wife not i don't think she's canon you know as of right now but it'd be cool um but you know they um they have like three children i believe um I think Han and Leia have four children, um, and they're kind of like the new general. <laughs> busy, uh, busy. Han's healthy, <laughs> but um, I feel like I can yeah. start a Jedi Order with my family. But anyway, <laughs> y'all some Jawas, y'all some Jawas. Um, but no, I think I think the the story of the kids is pretty important. Again, it's not canon. It's still good to read, and I, I still think that you know if you're not a fan of the the new um trilogy the sequel trilogy I, I still think it's worth checking out but rebuilding the jedi order um i think some of the the really cool jedi that are more interesting that you get to learn about is um um when luke starts to build the jedi temple on yavin 4 um mm -hmm. and you have characters like kyle katarn who kyle katarn is probably one of not just the coolest jedi but one of the cooler star wars characters because he's kind of like a He's a Jedi with a loose cannon that doesn't like to play by the rules, kind of a thing. Like <laughs> he's Kinda a scoundrel. Cringe, but... He's a scoundrel and a Jedi at the same time, and um, he's a really great character. He's really cool, and I hope they bring him back. My casting with him would be um, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philly. <laughs> I have to look that up. I've never seen him. that show. Uh, I think it's Rob uh, Mechan. What? It's one of the Rex. Great show. Great oh, show. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but like we've watched Rob McElhaney. Yeah. yeah, Rob McElhaney. Yeah, but, I've um, never Kyle seen Katarn. that show. All I've the ever Jedi. seen was, I'm the trash man. <laughs> 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 that but yeah, really Luke, Luke building the Jedi Order and having his own students. Um, and some of the students go dark. Um, you know, some of the students are also Han and uh, Leia's kids as well as his own kids. So it's like, it's really interesting to see kind of like how they're the new generation of like star wars main characters and what happens to them mm -hmm. i like that that'd be tight that'd be really cool that'd be really cool um 
So we've got the next one for Fred. Yeah, so this one's from uh, Jessica from Boston, Mass. Boo, Boston. Boston. Boo. Boston. Where'd you park your car? <laughs> from I can't find your car. From <laughs> Chowder. My name's Ben Affleck. So, I'm from uh, Boston. We get I'm it. from Boston. <laughs> Uh, but Jessica asks, uh, well, first of all, she says, Hi, podcasters. Uh, what's the latest information on the Star Wars sweep sequel trilogy? Are there any additional movies or spinoff series planned to continue the story beyond Episode Nine? Um, yeah. Well, we've got that new uh, Ray movie coming out, right? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a new Ray trilogy in the world. And she's showing. Hopefully she becomes Sith Ray. <laughs> There is Radar. a there is a nude Movies. sex scene. There is fingers a nude sex scene. Fingers crossed, Jedi Knight. Please give me Jedi Knight fingers. That's all I want. <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna be the first pregnant Jedi that we're ever gonna have on screen. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. That is a little bit weird. If I see her doing some acrobatic Jedi shit while pregnant, I'm definitely. Oh, you know she's going to. You know she's weird. going to. <laughs> That's weird. Bro, she is the most powerful Jedi ever. Of course she's Dude, going to. It doesn't matter, Skywalker or not. You're seven months pregnant. <laughs> you got a belly dead. the size of a fully, ex fully uh, expanded balloon. You shouldn't be doing no backflip to fucking slice a goddamn tie silencer. Like you need to be resting. <laughs> that was tight. That was cool. You got to be honest. That was pretty cool. <laughs> But she wasn't seven months pregnant. True. <laughs> now, and if she was, true. Well, that would look kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. My point. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, what are you looking at? The lightsaber flashing the the tie silencer or belly? Kind of like the size of the tie silencer. Right. I am kind of looking forward to see what the new Jedi Order is about, though. You know, because like um. I want to see the changes that they try to interpret to actually make the Jedi Order a lot more like, you know, like before how the Jedi were, it was like so strict and like restricting, like Anakin couldn't have any feelings at all. Obi-Wan had to suppress his feelings for like his entire like knighthood. Qui-Gon fully like disagreed with how the Jedi like treated that situation as well. I want to see if like the new Jedi Order kind of like establishes more of like a hand-in-hand connection with emotions rather than just burying them, ignoring them. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if Ray's gonna, like you said, have a sex scene, like, obviously that means that the new Jedi Order has to have, like, some kind of, like, tolerance for relationships, etc. right? Or well, she's, she's already pregnant in the new movie, apparently. Uh, okay. So, yeah. in the comics, basically, the way they imply birth was Palpatine manipulated the midichlorians, basically, like, Jesus, like, made Shmi like asexual you know she basically just yeah. boom gave birth to an Anakin um I, I my initial thought was so do you envision Rey being the Yoda for the new trilogy like of the Jedi Order like I think she's the reverse Palpatine I think she's so heavily light side that the force has to balance it out and create a dark side, and that'll be you're the... too good that you're evil. Yeah, and her See, kid. And my only question is, is like, what kind of villain would put in that role? Yeah, that would the... exceed Palpatine. That's the problem with that. I think that uh, if 
<laughs> Sorry, my brain just reset and rebooted. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, I think I think the problem about uh, having a villain after Palpatine, obviously this villain, and the thing in the movies, it's a one-off. So the villain, the villain's obviously probably gonna get killed off with a conflict. There's gonna be there's gonna be some sort of resolution. I think the villain in this next movie is not gonna be a villain for Ray, but it's gonna be a villain for her students. I think that's the only way it kind of makes sense. I see Ray right. taking this like Optimus Prime role. I really do, where she's gonna have to be that leader for her students, like you're saying, and. Are you saying her students are gonna flop and fail? Yeah. And Ray has to come through and save the day. I hope I hope Finn shows up and is a student. Same. I really hope they do that. I don't want them I, to just same. throw away Finn. I don't want them to like at the beginning of the movie we see Finn, Ray, and um Poe, and then like it's just Ray for the rest of the movie. Like I need, really yeah. want to see Finn. The sequels with John Boyega. John Boyega is like so fed up with Disney at this point. Like the the when you mention the word Disney to him, he just like wants to throw up in his mouth. I want to see yeah. Finn with, you know, some dreadlocks, a nice tunic, lightsaber. Don't make it purple because, Jesus Christ, then you're fucking reaching. But I want to see Finn as, like, the second in command to Rey. That'd be really cool. Not in the, not in the sense of, like, force power because, obviously, he won't be. But just in essence because... I want to see Finn succeeding as a character. He deserves a lot better than he was given. Um, and lastly, I think that it's probably going to be based around like one or two key students, you know, her top two students. One will stay on the light, one will go to the dark, and we'll go off from there. I'm down with it. Give me Finn Kisto, man. You know what I'm saying? Last question we've got is from Craig in Newcastle. Shout out to Craig. And he says, cheers, fellas. Hope all is well. First time question this week, so I'll make it an easy one. What is your favorite Star Wars movie, and what makes it your favorite? Do you want to start on that one, Fred? It's Yes, mine's easy. It's just, it's three. Big Obi-Wan Kenobi lover. I love watching episode three. Uh, obviously, it is the episode where Obi-Wan kind of like comes to face with one of his greatest failures, which is not being able to, you know, connect with Anakin enough to realize that something real. It's just a, it's a feel bad moment. For mm -hmm. Obi Wan, but at the same time, it develops his character in a positive light. Whereas, like in the end, he does what he has to do, which in his mind is fucked. But you know, he, he will do what he must. He will do what he must. He will do what he must. I love that. Yeah. Anakin murder some younglings, so that's pretty fun too. Good time. Oh. Obi Wan. <laughs> They got me for my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Vance, what's your favorite movie and why? It's a very close um, tie almost between Rogue One and Empire Strikes Back, but I think it has to go to Empire Strikes Back because 
you know, growing up, I was really young when I first saw it. I think I, I, think I was like five or six when I saw it at my grandparents' house for the first time. And um, um, it was just a different movie. I feel like the entire, like, you know, growing up watching Disney films, I, I really like a lot of things about Empire Strikes Back. Like, it's one of those very rare movies where the good guys don't win. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a, like almost like a wake-up call that like you know like not the good guys don't always win like not everything goes according to plan it's all about you know like how do you pick yourself back up after this this like huge loss and you know um the empire empire strikes back is when we first get the imperial march you know which is just like you know the entire world knows that song you don't even know star wars and you know exactly what it is i mean like you know the late kobe bryant um i forget what year but he was uh, injured for a uh, a pretty long time i think it was like multiple seasons or a whole season and he came back and he said that he wanted the imperial march to play when he came back on the court like that's the song he won because that song has such a commanding presence um the battle of hoth is just like amazing especially how they made that scene and you know all the miniatures they use i mean it's the battle of hoth is amazing it's almost mm -hmm. perfect battle of crate has nothing on it um <laughs> And then my last big reason for Empire Strikes Back is Boba Fett. I That's mean, fair. Fair enough. it's crazy. The contrast between we get an entire show about Boba Fett and he is this <laughs> clown. But he says like he says like two lines in Empire Strikes Back and he just steals the show. And that one scene with all the bounty hunters, I thought was probably one of the coolest scenes ever. Because you don't know these characters, but they all look super interesting and just menacing and... Um, I feel like we got like I feel like Empire Strikes Back did a lot of world building for the first time in Star Wars when it first came out because A New yep. Hope you get Tatooine for majority of the movie, but you can and... go to Arizona and that shit looks like <laughs> that's yeah. true. But yeah, Empire Strikes Back that's that's my favorite film. Judah, oh bro, the Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, that's why I brought up the phone. <laughs> Obi Wan, Obi Wan. I gotta honestly agree with Judah, bro. Like, I mean, as much as I love the original trilogy and they were the the kindling slash fuse starter for Star Wars, because, you know, 4, 5, 6 actually equals 1, 2, 3. I gotta, I, my top two is Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. Both of those are my, like, top ones. And it's so crazy, but episode one also feels like back for me, 100%. When Qui-Gon dies at the end, and they have their celebratory, you know, end outro, do you feel like the hero is one? No. no. I, I don't. I think they dead. escaped. They escaped, quite, they escaped Darth Maul, Darth Maul's dead. And they're still, as Yoda says, there's always two there are. Yep. A master and apprentice, and it did it, it, it. That movie alone was great. It was such an advancement from four, five, and six. Like we got the legendary four, five, six, right? And with four, five, and six, it progressed. I guess in the terms of lightsaber battles and combat, that we got Duel of the Fates, and which brought us literally the Duel of the Fates. That song, it's just iconic. Same thing with Imperial March. It's on that aptitude level it's it's legendary and then if you were to compare it to episode three it's similar to i think empire strikes back 
the mm-hmm. heroes didn't win. You know, like episode two, I think the heroes won. Not even no, and no one won. But still, all just losses. Literally yeah. from one through six. Well, one through five. You know. That's why I like um, my favorite episode six because really, we if you look at win. it, the good guys finally win. And yeah, round twelve. You know, Death Star pointed at your front door. And if Thrawn was in charge of the Battle of Endor, Rebels are kaput. The Rebels wouldn't even made it to Endor if Thrawn was in charge, let's be honest. At first, first, Death Star, Thrawn would have been like, hey, let's get some plywood over this hole. Yeah, (laughs) over this hole? (laughs) Deadass. You fucking idiots. You bunch of dumbasses. Looking at the builders, like guys, why the fuck do we have an exhaust that just blows up the entire Death Star? Yeah, we are self-sustaining. We can go and hyperdrive. We don't need an exhaust port. What are we doing? What the fuck is I feel like Thrawn would have found a way to like weaponize Pergil or something like that. Something crazy. Family Guy made We're about to see it in episode so four. What was it? They saved money. <laughs> In episode four, bro, they're about to take the Eye of Scion and whoosh, get a purgle, drive that bitch to the unknown regions. Be like, this is what you arrived in, a purgle. How are we going to get back? <laughs> I'm hyped for it, but anywho, lads, chads, everything in between, that was the Archives episode six. Appreciate you all for coming through. Shout out to Van Seal. MJ, Fred, and of course, ain't nobody cuter than the Judah. I've been so Tebow, and we'll catch you next time. And as always, with peace, love, and serenity, may the force be with you. Always.